Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey, and I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening, friends. And thank you to the loyal listeners. I want to apologize at the top of the show here for not getting a show out last week. You know, I don't I don't know if it bummed you out or not, but it bums me out and you know, I like to do this every week. Hell, I wish I could do it every day, honestly. But um I have no excuse to why I didn't put a show out last week. Uh, it wasn't that I wasn't inspired. I I I think I'm just guilty of poor time management. Uh, I'm going to go with that. So, hey, <laughs> I didn't have any finals to study for. I don't have any kids to look after. You know, so no excuses really. So let let's just get on with it. Uh, you know, on the last show I did, we did the show about the moms for Mother's Day. Yeah, that's how long it's been. And you know, it's just it's in the air. You know, even all you gotta do is just take a trip to the grocery store for five minutes, and you know what's going on out there. Uh, it's summertime, and school is out pretty much everywhere at this point. I know today, where I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, it's pretty much the last day for the rest of everybody so it's summertime man let's just do a summer show not so it doesn't have to have summer in the title i'm not going to be that dorky about it but you know just songs that either make me think of summer or you know from past memories or yeah there's going to be some songs dealing with summer in general but uh you know i'm going to try to attach a little story to each one of them see how it goes feel free to use this on your road trip playlist if you're going on vacation around this time, or even during the summer, I'm totally jealous of you. So have a little fun out there. Should be a good time. Let's just get the show started off here. First thing that always springs to mind, I know this song is, um, it's tradition. It's a little cliche, but I love it. I'm going to put a different spin on it here, of course. You know, you seeing something like the the scene in Days of Confused where they get out of school, or even just at your school in general, somebody is blasting this, you know, out out in the parking lot of your school when you get out, no matter what. And there's a good reason for that. It's one of the greatest songs ever of all time. Talking about schools out, written and performed by Alice Cooper and the Alice Cooper Group. But I got to be honest with you. You know, I'm a big Alice nerd. The first time I ever heard this song was not by Alice. It was actually in 1986 with a cover version by this band. So here you go. This is Crocus from the 1986 album Change of Address. This is School's Out.
Alright, there you go. That was Crocus with their version of Alice Cooper's School's Out. You can find that on their album Change of Address. You can also find it on any Best of Crocus. I at least recommend going there, uh, especially something that has, you know, probably Crocus's biggest hits are actually covers, their version of Ballroom Blitz, their version of American Woman, but they have some good originals too. Our Love is a personal favorite of mine. You know, Headhunter, Long Stick Goes Boom, I mean, really fun, you know, ACDC-esque with a little bit of hairband pop in there, a little bit of both of those styles, and there you have Crocus. So, you know, I like the band. I grew up on them, so I have a soft spot. And I love that version of Schools Out. Not as great as the original, of course. You can't beat the original, but it's still, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of punch to it, so I like it. It's one of the better cover versions of Schools Out out there, and there's a lot of them, to be sure. So and I'm sure I will milk them over the years <laughs> on this show, so stay tuned. And uh, before I continue any further with the show, this next song, let's get this out of the way. Um, not because I don't want to do it, but it's just a sad topic. Uh, music deaths, especially, I- I'm sure you might be the same as I, uh, someone that you really grew up on, you listened to your whole life. When they die, it really affects you. It-, it stays with me for a long time, and I'm being totally serious. I know people die every day, I, I get that, but, you know, these people contributed a lot to my life, even though I've never met them, some of them. And it's just a sad thing. Uh, MCA. You know, Adam Yao from the Beastie Boys uh, died recently due to cancer. God, cancer sucks. I know I did that rant on the death episode last year. And to be sure, he'll be represented on that one for sure. But man, this one really hits me. I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. There may be some people out there that aren't even fans at all. Maybe they can't stand them. But I I gotta say, these guys, you know, yes... I mean, they they brought hip-hop to the suburbs. You know, anyone who wasn't on board before, once the Beastie Boys came to your town, literally or figuratively, you were on board, especially during the 80s when, when rap was fun, you know. And, of course, bringing that rock element in there, you know, it really helped. And those guys, they could also play, too. So I think the Beastie Boys are legit. I have no problem with them, and, and you shouldn't either. Yeah, actually, when I think of summertime and music, one of my best memories is of the Beastie Boys, honestly. I remember, you know, I never took a whole lot of family vacations when I was growing up, but, you know, we we had our share, and I remember distinctly, I was living in Abilene, Texas, 1989, and ironically, the the family vacation for the for the summer was coming down uh, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We uh, stayed in Arlington, Texas, which now I live 10 minutes away from. <laughs> so that was our vacation, though, because we, you know, we went to Six Flags and went wild, and my mom knew somebody that lived out this lake in Dallas, so we went out to Lake Dallas and did that for a couple of days. It was a really fun, great vacation. And just before we went out of town, went down to the record store, looking for something to, you know, have in the Walkman for the trip. You know, I got to buy one tape, and yes, a cassette, and I noticed that the new Beastie Boys album had come out, Paul's Boutique. So um, I played, you know, Licensed to Ill to Death. I wore the vinyl out on that one, uh, for sure. I have, uh, there's lots of skips in my version right now. So I went and bought the cassette of Paul's Boutique, and I remember the first pressing of the cassette was actually green. It was really cool looking, so I bought my green Paul's Boutique cassette, took that on the trip, and I pretty much didn't play anything else for the whole week. Like, I played that album so much, it is no joke. It is the only cassette that I actually wore one of the spools off. It, like, fell, and it just dropped. Yeah, drop? Okay. So I had, like, the only way I was able to listen to it for the rest of my cassette listening life was to, like, hold the spool up with a pencil to push it into the cassette thing. Yeah, <laughs> very much dating myself here, but that's how much I love that album. It's in my top 20 Desert Island albums of all time, for sure. So, basically, long story long, The Summertime and The Beastie Boys, they kind of go hand in hand with me. So this one really hurt me a lot. And... I figured what to play, you know, this isn't the best Beastie Boys song ever, but it makes me think of the summer a lot when it comes to this. It's not even on the Paul's Boutique album, honestly, 
but if you go back and watch the video of this, they're on the beach and they're trying to pick up girls in bikinis and it's a good time. So this one will put a smile on my face to kind of wipe the whole death motif off of this segment. So here you go. This is actually the first kind of rap rock transitioning that the Beastie Boys had done after becoming a hardcore punk band in the beginning, you know, going into, you know, handheld demos. This was their first major single. This is the Beastie Boys with She's On It. That one goes out to the late great MCA and you fans of the Beastie Boys out there. And that was definitely rocking enough for this show. Pretty much all the Beastie Boys catalog is. 
That was the Beastie Boys with She's On It. I believe that was from like around 1985, because I know it was in the Crush Groove movie. So I'm going to go with that. 84, 85, you tell me. (laughs) Fun song. Moving on. Uh, This one is, of course, a summertime standard, and I'm going to put another spin on it once again, like I did with Schools Out. You know, I'm looking at the playlist here for today, I realized that uh, a decent amount of the songs in here, let's say about half or maybe a little less on the show here tonight, are cover songs. So I'm going to say this is, uh, you know, like a lot of people out there, this is a partially covered summer because you only have, you're only partially covered during the summer, right? So I'm going to go with that. All right. This is a version of the classic Summertime Blues, originally performed by Eddie Cochran, covered by uh, literally about 386 people, and I might be understating that. Uh, one of the bigger cover versions of this was by a band called Blue Cheer, who are considered one of the first metal bands ever, and their version is so iconic, there's actually cover versions of Summertime Blues where people are covering Blue Cheers version and not the original version, so I think that's great. I'm going to play an example of that. This is by a band, No Stranger to the Show. This is by, you know, a band that goes hand-in-hand with the summertime because they write so many simple three-minute pop songs for the summer. I'm talking about Rush. (laughs) And uh, obviously Rush, very big fans of Blue Cheer, a power trio in their own right. This is from their 2002 cover album called Feedback, which is all cover songs... Uh, songs basically from the mid to late 60s that Rush grew up on just prior to breaking through. This is Rush doing Blue Cheers version of Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues. Turn it up.
right, that was Rush doing Summertime Blues. Like I said, a lot more derivative of the Blue Cheer version. And what's really great about that version is whenever the adults talk, you notice the Peanuts tie-in there. Instead of actually saying what the adults say to you, it's just some weird noise coming out of an instrument. So I love that. I don't know if anyone else has ever picked up on that. I'm sure they have. But uh, let me know if I just blew your mind there. <laughs> so there you go, Rush from the album Feedback. Go check that out. Like I said, it's uh, the shortest Rush songs you'll ever hear in your life. And now moving on, this next song, this song was literally chosen for a couple of reasons. Number one, the title does deal with the theme of summer. And number two, I've been looking for an excuse to play something off this album pretty much since I started the show. You're probably going to be pretty surprised by the fact that I like this band now. Uh, this is kind of a band that I, I I didn't used to like them, but as they kept going, I think they got a lot more interesting. I think they just basically got better. And I'm talking about a band called My Chemical Romance. And before you shut off the show, hear me out. Uh, the album they put out back at the end, I think it's at the end of 2010, came out just before 2011. They put out an album called Danger Days. This is one of those, I think right now it's a very unheralded album. This is one of the best albums that I've heard in years, especially by a modern band. As far as modern rock and roll goes, this is one of the best albums that you could possibly pick up to represent what's going on now. Pick up My Chemical Romances, Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. It's like a loose concept album about the apocalypse. But it's got some really crazy songs on there, really catchy stuff, and the production is just over the top, just layers on layers. I'm a big fan of good, huge, epic production when it's done right, and this album has it in spades. Go check it out, give it a chance, and I'll just tell you, I'm going to play this song. This is a song off the album called Summertime. Not even the best song on the album. may not even be in the top three or four songs on the album, but it's a damn good song. So if you even partially like this, go check out, go listen to like song samples of the rest of the album. I think you're going to be sold. If you're a fan of catchy rock and roll, you know, with a classic rock sensibility, you're going to like this album. I'm telling you. So here you go. This is My Chemical Romance with Summertime.
All right, that was My Chemical Romance with Summertime from the 2010 album Danger Days. Subtitle, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Go check that record out. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. Very bright sounding, just huge. Um, Can't say enough nice things about this record. I never thought I would be saying anything nice about My Chemical Romance, but they have proven me wrong, and I am man enough to admit it. So go do me a favor and check it out. Let me know what you think. I'd, I'd love to hear either the the wow emails or the hate mail. Either way, I, I'm just curious. Let me know. All right. Next song I'm going to play, once again, goes back to my youth. Uh, when it comes to a band like Judas Priest, I use them as kind of the barometer of how metal bands should embrace the pop sensibility. Uh, there are instances of their career where they're... F- Hardcore fans might have thought they took that way too over the top, but I don't care. I think, actually, some of the poppier Priest albums are my favorites, so I like Turbo, and I really love Point of Entry. Point of Entry might be my favorite Priest album, period. But, uh, you know, I was really just in my first heavy wave of music fandom whenever this album came out. Judas Priest Turbo from 1986. It is a summer classic in my opinion. That and Point of Entry. When when it's summertime, those are the Priest albums I'm listening to. I'm sorry if you think I'm stupid for that, but they're, they're just really just great pop metal. I, I love it. So this is one of the greatest would-be summer anthems. The fact that they never released this song as a single, even if you're not a huge fan of this song, you're going to listen to it and go, wow, I can't believe they didn't release this as a single. So this should have been huge. And, yeah, it it might have even helped the record out a little bit more. But here you go. This is, uh, you know, if you were partying in 1986, this one's going to take you back quite a bit and put a smile on your face. This is from the Turbo album, 1986. This is Judas Priest with Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days.
There you go, that was Judas Priest with Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days. Hope you had fun with that one. I know I did. And since we've had so much fun, I decided that we're going to bring it down just a little bit for the next couple of songs. But we'll, we'll get back to the high-energy summertime fun here in just a few minutes. Uh, this is also a very important element of the summertime. Uh, it's not something you first think of, but if you, if you think back to maybe when you were growing up, in those growing years, you know, post-puberty, uh, you know, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I got to think there's a, a decent amount of people out there that can relate to this. Uh, you know, initially you're really excited about the summer, and then you realize, uh, you know, I, I, you know, after you have those first few days off, it's like, you know, and maybe you have some friends to share it with, but, you know, once you get into, like, that, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, you're like, man, I don't have a girlfriend, or I don't have a boyfriend, whatever, you know, whatever you're looking for. It it sucks, you know, and and you kind of just walk around, you know, if, it, you know, you go out to the pool or something, like the city pool, you go out to a park, you, even if you're just going to the mall, you you're really just kind of hoping you meet somebody. At least I know I did. So, you know, there's some points during the summer where it kind of sucks a lot, you know, because you don't have, you know, a girlfriend, you know, in my case. Uh, don't don't feel bad for me. You know, it, it got way better for me after a while. But those years kind of sucked as far as that goes. I, so there is that, you know, tragic element to summer as well. So these next couple of songs will represent it in different ways. And I wanted to play this song because obviously the the title has a summer theme to it. But I I have been fascinated for a long time with girl group music. And a lot of people might think of it as just one thing. You know, like My Boyfriend's Back or My Guy. You know, those kind of songs. And there's that stuff too. But once you dig deeper, there is a dark element to girl group music. And... Like I said, it just fascinates me. It's it's really just a sea of raging hormones. Whether it was written by the girls that are singing it themselves or written by somebody for them, regardless, the some of the themes and the delivery on these songs are just massive and just heavy. Just heavy, heavy stuff. This is a great example of that, and it deals with being alone during the summertime. So here you go. We're going to bring it down a lot here. This is a group called The Bitter Sweets, and this is What a Lonely Way to Start the Summertime.
That was the Bittersweets from 1965 with What a Lonely Way to Start the Summertime. I got that song off of a very excellent box set. Here we go. Rhino Records put this one out. Of course they did. It's called One Kiss Can Lead to Another Girl Group Sounds Lost and Found. A lot of great stuff on there. Really cool four-disc set. Uh, If you need a starter kit for girl groups, get that. There's also a really cool double disc out there that I got many years ago called Growing Up Too Fast. Uh, If you find that one, that's also a very good one as well. Uh, It fills in all of the blanks. Uh, None of the Phil Spector stuff, because, you know, he's definitely well known for girl group music. So all those collections are basically everything but the Phil Spector stuff. So you gotta go get a Phil Spector CD or two, and then get those collections, and you'll pretty much have everything. So... Yeah. Continuing on with the crazy dark element of summertime, and this actually falls within the tradition of classic girl group music, like an example I just played there. This is by the Plasmatics, led by the late, great, iconic Wendy O. Williams. There has never been a more punk rock person, not just female, but person ever than Wendy O. Williams. She was the real deal, that's for sure. Like I said, this song would fit easily on any of these girl group collections. It's not your atypical plasmatic song. So give this one a listen. This is great, so let's just keep going. This is the Plasmatics with Summer Night. It's Summer Night. The night I will never forget. We took the subway to the rock and roll club. Three hours later, the ambulance came and took you away forever. The summer night was hot and sticky. They searched for knives and weapons at the door. We got inside the club. It was packed. You push and shoving on the floor. You give me kicks to make you jealous I gave this other guy the eye I didn't know my head game was a dead game And that night you were going to die
Plasmatics with Summer Night, N-I-T-E, from the album Beyond the Valley of 1984, although the album was actually released in 1981. And here's a very fun fact. The session drummer on that album was none other than Neil Smith, who was the drummer for the original Alice Cooper group. Neil Smith, one of the great rock drummers of all time, to be sure. I hope you liked that song. Like I said, that wasn't a very typical plasmatic song. Unless you're very familiar with the band, they did a lot of different crazy songs. Not just punk rock and metal, but stuff like that. Really cool, dark stuff, like I said. Very derivative and a nice tribute to the original girl group music, especially the darker element of it that I am so fascinated by. So thanks for listening to those songs. I hope you enjoyed them. Alright, we're going to finish the show off here today with a trifecta of fun, so strap yourselves in, put the top down on the convertible, and let's just hit it. Start blinking your lights at everybody just to throw them off. Have some fun with this. This is Loverboy with Hot Girls in Love.
that was lover boy with hot girls in love definitely a summer anthem to be sure that was off the 1983 album called keep it up and i believe this is the first time i've played lover boy on rock strikes 10 um i i like lover boy what can i say uh, especially those first three or four records lots of fun a great 80s band from canada no less <laughs> But I, I'll tell you my lover boy story real quick. Uh, definitely showing my 80s side for sure. Went to this 80s festival out at um, this open arena, like Shed. I guess every, every major city has a big rock and roll show, Shed. Uh, I call mine the Starplex still. It's changed its name numerous times due to shitty corporations. But I still call it the Starplex, as a lot of people out here do. So anyway, saw this 80s festival out there, and actually the bill was pretty good. Uh, you know, we had the Scandal, Patty Smythe and Scandal, uh, Eddie Money, who actually that was one of the worst sets I've ever seen anybody play ever. Eddie Money's one of those guys that whenever it's time to do the big hits, he just lets the band take over, and he holds the mic out to the crowd and has the crowd sing it like, you know, hey, you do all the work, you pay the money. He he definitely mails it in on the hits, and when it's like a song nobody knows, he's really into it. So it's kind of it was definitely one of the shittier sets I've ever seen. That's for sure. So save your money when Eddie Money comes to town. That's all I'm trying to say. And then I saw Rick Springfield, who I gotta say, man, if Rick Springfield puts on a hell of a show, and I like the guy, so I recommend going to see him live. I think you would actually be very surprised and impressed in how good that show actually is. Uh, Loverboy was supposed to play before Rick Springfield that night, but apparently their flight got delayed and they didn't make it on time. And the promoter kept coming out between sets going, uh, Loverboy's going to be here, uh, they may have to go on last, and it was really weird. So Springfield finishes his set, and then Loverboy comes out, and the guy, even in advance, says, Loverboy is going to get less than a half hour <laughs> so we don't break curfew. And everybody's like, oh. But then they went out and played like five or six of their biggest songs. It was crazy. And I got to say, you know, even though Mike Reno looks like he ate Mike Reno now, he can hit the high note on Turn Me Loose still. That ought to tell you something. So go see Loverboy. At least as of four years ago, four or five years ago, they still got it. I know that's cliche, but, you know, hey, I'm... I'm Laying it all out there. My Chemical Romance, Lover Boy, send the hate mail, joey at cnjradio.com. <laughs> but until then, I'm going to move on to this next song. I got this song off of iTunes. This is one of those days where you just go looking. You ever go in there and just type in the artist name like, am I missing any B-sides or wacky covers on soundtracks? Help me out here. And this happened to be one of those days where I hit the jackpot. It's a band I played once before on the show, but I love this band, an uh, all-girl band from Sweden called the Sahara Hot Nights. I, I've called them the female version of the Hives. Uh, just a great band. You ought to know this band, and you ought to buy all their albums. Uh, I found this on like a, a compilation that iTunes has called Tracks and Fields, and that's the only thing I could find it on, so that's all I can tell you is just go look up Sahara Hot Nights on iTunes, and you'll find... This amazing, awesome cover. This is a summertime classic. This is a version of the Ramones, Rockaway Beach, by the Sahara Hot Nights. Alright, turn this up, and we're all going to the beach right now. Go, go, go. Rock, 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 rock. 
that was the lovely, rockin' and talented Sahara Hot Nights doing a version of the Ramones' Rockaway Beach here on our partially covered summer show for Rock Strikes 10. And it's time for the last song of the show this week. I'm going to try to come back and do another show in a few days just to make up for being off that week for no reason whatsoever, but I would like to do that. Until then, the last song here tonight has turned into one of my favorite summer songs of all time. I'm so glad there's a cover version of this song out there, because, you know, there's nothing really inherently wrong with the original version of this, but it just sounds a little too hippy-dippy for my taste. This song has now been updated for us rock and roll guys. You're gonna like this one. I, I guarantee... Most of you haven't heard this, because it's on an album that didn't get a lot of attention, but it should have. Uh, an album by a fella by the name of Derek Sherinian. Now, you'd have to be a really hardcore Kiss, Alice Cooper, or Dream Theater guy to know that name. He played keyboards for all three of those bands at one point or another. He put out a solo album around 2006 or 2007, and he had a little help on this track. And this is great, because uh, he was current, I believe he might still be, but he was touring with Billy Idol at the time as his keyboard player, and I saw him on this tour. So you got Billy Idol on the vocals, a little Derek Sherinian on the piano, actually, not just the keyboard. It sounds like a straight piano, which I'm a fan of. And a little help on the lead guitar department and vocoder from the almighty Slash. So here you go, Derek Sherinian with Billy Idol and Slash doing a cover of Mungo Jerry's In the Summertime. Here you go.
That was Derek Sherinian with some help from his friends Billy Idol and Slash with a cover of Mungo Jerry's In the Summertime from the album Blood of the Snake. Go check that one out. Derek's a very talented guy, so it's a good record. And, of course, that has a nice little uh, frosting element to it at the very end with that particular song. Great song for the summertime. Like I said, I'm glad that song's been updated. I, I bet you a lot of you out there have now got a favorite version of this song as well, like I do. So, all right, that's going to do it for the show here tonight. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. I love all of you. You guys are friends of mine. Uh, those of you who've been listening, new listeners alike, I'll mention some of you on future shows. I just really appreciate hearing from you. And that's going to do it. Uh, cnjradio.com. Go there for all the links. It's got the Facebook link, the Twitter, the email. Send me your emails. I, I read all the emails, whether it goes to cnjradio.com or it's on Facebook. I uh, love your theme show requests. I'm going to start jotting them down, see what I uh, want to do here. It's pretty open summer, so let's just make this happen. Let's get involved. And, uh, you know, you, you're part of this show, too. So. Send me all the emails you want and all the suggestions. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great one. Have fun. <laughs>